Random Thoughts on Wyoming Basketball, your host, Mark Overman and Clay Cates. Well, thanks again for joining us on Random Thoughts on Wyoming Cowboy Basketball with your hosts, Mark Overman and Clay Cates. And joining us again today is the publisher of the Go Y.O. Go uh, message board, Ian McMacken. Uh, Clay, how are you doing today? Great, Mark. Just got back from the state uh, high school basketball tournament and uh, enjoying the good weather today. Yeah, what is it, 40 degree? Were you the 40 degree barrier? Yeah, I'm wearing shorts today. It's feeling good. Ian, how's it down there, down south a little bit? It's actually mild today. I went up to Laramie and uh, I-80 was actually closed between Cheyenne and Laramie. So I had, because of the wind, uh, some of those factors we all know about. And I took Happy Canyon Road into Laramie. And I just returned today, so I just got back into Denver. So did you go to the New Mexico game yesterday then? Or? Uh, I did attend it, and I just got done watching the ESPN3 replay of the game. And I'm now preparing to get to Las Vegas for Friday. Oh, uh, so well, I mean, Maybe I'll, I'll see, see you down there, and then. I'll be in Vegas. Yeah, but I hope so. I... At least one of the three of us is a true fan. I went to that uh, New Mexico game yesterday. Because me well, and Clay uh, yeah, it's the last game of the year, and I uh, just wanted to get up there for for a final game, and I'm glad I made it up. It was a, it was a good Saturday for sure. Yeah, it'd have been nice to certainly be up there for uh, Justin James Senior night, that's for sure. All right, well, uh, so on this week's episode, we're going to talk about the last two games: uh, the San Jose game that was Wednesday, and then the Mexico game that was yesterday, and then we'll you know kind of talk about kind of stay the program, and then obviously we'll kind of talk about the upcoming game against New Mexico because we play them again right away in the first round of the Mountain West Tournament. So, all right, let's go to the San Jose game. Uh, we won first road game of the year. We won 81 to 71. Uh, Ian, why don't you give me some of your initial thoughts on this one? Cowboys have been, uh, in my opinion, have improved uh, last month, the basketball. Uh, I think they're playing better defensively. Now they're starting to hit some shots. Uh, when you start hitting the three, three ball it really does make, make a big difference in, in these outcomes and now Jake Hendricks uh, had a pretty good game uh, shooting the ball against San Jose State Justin James did his normal productivity but I, I think the team's playing a lot more uh, with more energy uh, seems to be playing a little bit more edge and really they're playing better defense and that's what really uh, st- uh, stood out for the San Jose State game. Uh, Clay give me some of your initial thoughts on this one. Well, I liked the flow of the game. I liked how we got out to a big lead. Um, and once again, Hendricks. Yeah, live <laughs> or die by Hendricks. <laughs> starting the game hot. But I really liked the balance. We had a lot of uh, different people scoring early. And, um, you know, it, just, it was just a good flow of the game. And we just kind of – I know we let them kind of close in on us. At, but half. We always talk about how the half's tough. Yeah, finishing half is yeah. kind of a struggle. But, but I really liked how we, we came out strong, and especially on the road, that's hard to do. What uh, what was our lead up to? What was our biggest lead there? Right away? Uh, it looks like we had 11 points, I think. Is 17 to 6 or yeah, something. And like then uh, Noah Bauman decided he was Jimmer Fredette, and he hit like – he just got on fire. And he I think he hit six threes in the first half, and that was really the only thing that kept San Jose close in that first half. And I thought those were some pretty – well-contested shots that Bauman was hitting. Didn't you think that either, or am I just being a homer? I think he was hitting some really tough shots. He looks like a real uh, 
true uh, perimeter shooter with some very good skill, shoots with confidence. And he got in a role against New Mexico when they knocked the New Mexico off a couple weeks ago, and he got in the role in the first half. Uh, fortunately, we we held him down in the second half where he wasn't nearly as prolific. At least he didn't do a Ryan Swan uh, like Air Force a couple weeks ago where he ended up scoring 40. So we did shut him down better in the second half, and I think that was a big key to uh, winning that game in the second half. Yeah, for sure. I thought uh, A.J. Banks played a lot of man defense on Bauman in the second half and did a real good job. Yeah, and like you, just to go to back to your point, I think Bauman might be the next Sam Merrill in the conference, but unfortunately for San Jose, I don't know if he'll stick around on that program. That's a stinking ship if there ever was one. All right, let's go to some of the uh, the just the the overall team stats on this one. Clay, what jumps out at you? Well, um, first of all, I just I like the fact that we hit some three-pointers. That seems to be a, a big boost for us when we do. Um, our scoring was up, getting up into the 80s. Uh, that's always a good thing for us. And uh, 80s? <clears throat> we can't make it to the 80s. We can't make it to the 80s. Um, but obviously we can. But uh, the turnovers is another one. You know, only eight turnovers for us. And, and if we're going to be successful, those are two things that have to happen. We, we have to be hitting some threes. Um, and we certainly need to keep those turnovers down. Yeah, 17 assists, eight turnovers. I mean, that's, I mean, that's, I mean, phenomenal anytime, especially for this Wyoming team that's been having more turnovers than a, than assist. Ian, what did you see on that assist turnovers? Better ball movement, or is it just one of those things you're playing a bad defense and they don't turn the ball over much? Well, the Cowboys only turned the ball over eight times against New Mexico, too. So the last two games, they're doing what they're supposed to do with turnovers. And this is such a key area, playing the type of tempo the Cowboys are playing. So that was a very good statistic to only end up with eight turnovers there and and hit enough threes, uh, shooting 11 to 29. The one area that's probably a little disappointing was the free throws. Yeah, uh, for sure. 55 percent but the cowboys uh did rebound uh, late in that san jose state game and begin to uh, started to hit in some key free throws after going into a real uh tough situation where they missed a number of them in a row then they regained their momentum and hit some key ones down the stretch so you look at the box score i think the key for this team is to keep your turnovers down uh, hit those around the 40 percent range plus and three-point shooting and uh and continue to play uh, tenacious on defense yeah, for sure. So let me just uh, kind of go give an overall view of the, the stats in this one. So in the first half, um, we were up 42 to 37 at the half. In the second half, we outscored them 39 to 34. Uh, the rebounding margin, uh, we actually out-rebounded the team uh, 40 to 39. So I think that's the second time only all conference season that we've out-rebounded the team. And we managed to get eight offensive rebounds, which I noticed – a real decided effort to hit the offensive boards. Uh, did you see that as well, Clay? Or is this just, we got lucky this time? Or was it a, this, a concerted effort? Well, obviously, Coach Edwards listened to the podcast last time. And so, no, <laughs> uh, not really. But, no, I think there was a little bit of an effort there. I mean, one thing that you do as a coach and as a team is you notice some of those areas that aren't working out for you. And I think there was a little bit of an adjustment uh obviously because i i definitely saw some effort i didn't think it was just the ball came right at me there looked like there was some effort to go get a ball yeah i and i thought in that san jose game it seemed like every shot we had we had at least one guy trying to hit the offensive board which was a 
I mean, a breath of fresh air, I thought. Well, that's encouraging because you look at areas early in the season when they were struggling early in the league play. Now they're starting to improve in some of those areas. That, And we talk about possessions, you know, winning possessions, you know, five to six possessions a game. A lot of these games come down to for the Cowboys when they began losing. But now uh, they're finding ways to take those possessions, win those possessions and flip them. And you can do that by some offensive rebounds, doing a better job on the boards. Um, you know, lowering the turnovers, you know, as you go during the course of the a game, those really start to count big time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so the shooting numbers in this one, uh, Wyoming shot 45.8% from the field, uh, which is good for us. That's above our average. 37.9% from three-pointers, and we hit 11 of them like you guys were talking about earlier. So that's always good when we can hit in the double figures of threes and hit at a good percentage. And kind of like Ian was saying – Earlier, the one reason I kind of kept this game as close as it was at 10 points was free throws when we shot 55%, which is well below our average. We're about a 73% free throw shooting team. And several of those were one-on-ones. I think at one point, I mean, Justin James got the – he got the yips from the free throw line. I think at one point he was like 5 of 12 or, I mean – and he had missed like five, six in a row. So that was real awful. But like I said, we did close that game out with the free throws. I think James hit his last six. Um, and defense was good as far as limiting the uh, shooting percentages of San Jose. They shot 36.5% from the field, 30.8% uh, from three. And they were eight of 26 from three. And how many threes did Bauman hit, Clay? Do you have that? Uh, Bauman hit see he was seven for 14 so as the resident mathematician on the show clay what does that put That's the rest of san jose at <laughs> really one of 12 yeah something like that i think one is the the other i think only one other guy got one so yeah so yeah and that's <clears throat> i don't remember going but which ivy. ivy got one no I, last podcast there was another team i can't remember some of these games get muddled together but yeah. we're we're trying to add the math up of this guy hit this many threes and so Wyoming's been doing a pretty good job. We just not one guy happens to get hot on us. Yeah. But, and like I was saying before, Bauman is just an excellent shooter. So he's kind of hard to limit. And those were some tough threes he was making. And just to wrap up the shooting percentages, San Jose did go 17 to 22 from the free throw line, which kind of kept them in a little bit. That's 77%. Uh, Clay, what do you any individual performance in this one you want to? Well, um, you know, looking at defensively real quick, you know, we kept two of their scores <clears throat> um, at bay. But I think you look that they had two two guys in double figures and the rest just kind of pitched in. Uh, so I thought that was good. But when you look at us, um, when we seem to have success, we have more than one or two guys in double figures. And we had four and we had some small contributors across the board. But it was real nice to see James be James and then. And then Hendricks, another fast start, but six of ten from three, and, and that's, uh, that that's, sticks out. And that's coming off a six of eleven game. So, damn, that guy is so streaky. Ian, <laughs> what do you think? I don't know what to make about Hendricks. Well, I think uh, most uh, great shooters go, uh, go through their up and down shooting the basketball. That's just the way it is. Um, so we got to hope he's shooting well next week against New Mexico. Um, but he's a good shooter and he's one we can de depend on and he makes it tough on opponents because they have to focus on him too. And they know he can he can hit those shots. But I thought I thought the whole team performed well. Uh, all nine guys that got in the game, even Hayes 
Hayes Fornstrom was in there for three minutes and got a rebound and played some defense. Thought Brandon Porter only played five minutes, but I thought he was very solid in five minutes. He got a, a big offensive rebound, a put back, uh, made uh, some nice deflections on defense. So he's starting to contribute, and that's what you need to do is you need to have different guys contributing. And then Hunter Thompson kind of got off the – line of missing shots and hit his first shot in several weeks and I think gave him some confidence leading to the New Mexico game yeah and I was I was thinking about Hendricks if if you took the first five minutes of every game he played and his shooting percentage has got to be the highest in Mountain West history yeah he starts off off for sure uh well just back to my Hendricks point like and I know we're not talking about the New Mexico game quite yet but so, like Clay said, he started off hot. I think he hit two right away. And then he missed, like, three or four in a row. But, it's not, I mean, he like he had a wide-open look that he airballed. It's just, like, that's why I can't get a sense of how great of a shooter it is. Because, and I know you mentioned the sign, you like to kind of go to games and set your uh, crow's nest up top and kind of get a, a sense of the guys, you know. So, I always show up an hour early, and I'll always watch shoot-around. And... Like, if you show up to one shoot-around and watch guys shoot, you can't really get a good sense. But you do it every time. You kind of get a sense of how who's the good shooters and who's not, you know. And Hendricks, he's just always hot or cold, man, even in warm-ups. But he has been hot lately. So, I mean, live, I mean, you got to ride him when he's hot. He's kind of one of those guys, too, that uh, he shoots better. He's kind of like Clay Thompson. He when shoots, he's closely guarded, he shoots yeah, better. Yeah, he shoots better with somebody in his face, on the run, awkward shot. You just give it to him wide open, and for some reason, that's not his style. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, a couple of things I really liked in this game uh, is that Edwards listened to our podcast last time, Clay, like you yeah, said. of course. And there's three things that we've kind of been harping on all season. Uh, offensive rebounds, and we hit, had eight of them, which is good for us, and it looked like a concerted effort to hit the offensive boards. We kind of went back to that style of playing a little faster since we have a, a deeper rotation now. And as I've seen, we scored 81 points. We've been scoring more points. And then we play more man-to-man defense in this one. Did you see that, Ian, the more man-to-man defense in this one? Or was my eyes just tricking me? Yeah, they are. They're mixing up the man-and-man and zone more now, which I think is good uh, to play both, uh, keep the opponent off uh, guard. And I think they've done a good job of mixing things up. I think they played pretty well defensively over the last couple of weeks. I even thought they played fairly well against Air Force, even though they gave that 37 points up to Swan. But they, what I'm seeing is they're playing with more of an edge on defense. And that's a very critical part of winning basketball games is not making it too easy on your opponents. But they're gonna, I think they'll continue to mix it up uh, for the next game in the tournament. Yeah, definitely, for sure. I, And it was just good to see that Edwards was willing to kind of change some of his philosophies that hadn't been working. Uh, and then he would – and they worked in this game, so that was a good thing to see. Um, so, James, in this one, like Clay said, uh, I just wanted to go a little more in depth on some of these. Uh, he did have 25 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal, 2 blocks, 4 turnovers, 3 fouls. Man, he was really a stat stuffer in this one. But – it was good to see the team kind of overcome James to a sense. Like, obviously, those are great numbers, but he was six to seventeen from the field, which is thirty-five percent. Two to seven from three, twenty-eight point five percent. Eleven of eighteen from the free throw line, so those sixty-one percent. So he wasn't very efficient in this one, 
But we kind of like Clay and I and you guys have been talking. We had a lot of other contributors in this one. And uh, I think Banks continues to play great. What, what are you guys seeing in Banks? I think he's just, you know, he's got potential to be up there in the scores. Uh, you know, I've always felt like he has that athleticism to be able to create his own shot, be able to get other places other than just three. And uh, he has so much potential, and I, I really look forward to continuing to watch him. I just think he needs to be more aggressive, and we've been saying that, saying that. And even Edwards says he needs to be more aggressive. But why isn't he more aggressive, Ian? I think he's been uh, pretty good the last couple of games, actually, uh, playing really well. Um, he's really starting to play well, and he is getting more confident, more aggressive. And, and sometimes it just takes a, a player – a while to transition to this level and i think he's beginning to transition he plays good defense i think he's an ideal point guard for this team next year i'm like uh, clay said i'm very excited to see him continue to play better because i really think he's starting to been playing well last couple days had a great we're going to talk about new mexico later but i thought he played a really good game against new mexico so yeah he has a sorry to cut you out there go ahead and finish i am sorry Oh yeah, I pretty much said I was gonna say I, I just I do see a good improvement out of him and um and I, I feel confident about him in his future uh, next year. And he's kind of a mini James in the sense that he kind of fills up the stat sheet. So in this one, thirteen points, five rebounds, three assists, one steal, one block, only had two turnovers. But the thing is he's only four or seven from the field. I just wish he'd be more aggressive. It just seems like every time he takes it to the rim with his athleticism. Kind of seems like for a 6'2 guy, he's got kind of long arms. I don't know. But he's just able to finish at the rim either, you know, as a nice layup or something or above the rim like we've all seen him do. And as it seems like once a game now, we had the, the James DeBanks alley-oop in this one as well. And we might have seen it in the Mexico game. Who knows? We'll, we'll talk about that later. Uh, but a couple of players, and I know you are you follow the Mountain West pretty good, uh, Ian, so I'm going to throw a couple names at you and see if you – Remember these guys for UNLV that kind of banks. I think he could be, he's kind of the same style player, and I think he could be as good as those guys. Uh, do you remember Jarrell Blassing game from UNLV? Yes, I do. Yep. I and remember. They yeah. also have a guy named Marcus Banks that was kind of like that. Yep. They had a Marcus Banks uh, when they had some really good players uh, under the previous coach, and the UNLV fans weren't happy with the guy. And now he went on to Oklahoma, has had success. Sure, uh, but yeah. He, yeah, he, uh, Banks reminds me a lot of the type of uh, athlete that the UNLV recruits, the type of point guards they recruit, very athletic, springy, uh, you know, the ability to lock down on defense. I, I see Banks being a lockdown defender next year. I think he can be a, like a, a very good defender. Uh, previously with Shiat with that point guard he had, and I just can't think of the kid's name right now, the real short kid that played really good defense, uh, JD Luster. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I think, uh, Banks has the abilities. He's much more athletic. He's bigger. And to be a lockdown defender next year for the Cowboys, yeah, to be one of the top defenders seen, in the conference. Yeah, and I think in just in these two games alone that we're going to talk about today, we've seen kind of a hint of that. Like in the second half of against Bauman, I think Bauman only hit – he was like one of seven from three in the second half, and Banks was guarding him most of that time. And then kind of foreshadow the – the New Mexico game, you know, he, he covered Mathis, their leading scorer, the majority of the game, and kind of really limited him as well. So, yeah, I think, I mean, Banks, his ceiling is, I mean, he's got a high, high ceiling. I'm excited to see 
what he can do next year if he just gets a little more aggressive. Uh, Taylor was good in this one, especially to start off the game. I uh, had 10 points, four rebounds, and a block, and I think all those were in the first half. Uh, we just kept finding the weak spot in San Jose's defense to get it to Taylor underneath, and he was able to get going in that first half, which was good to see. Uh, Ian, you got any more individual stuff on this game? or? Well, I'm glad you brought T.J. Taylor up. I just completely ignored him on the stat sheet, but I thought he started the game off. It was a really big key early in the game for the Cowboys, uh, getting some finishes around the hoop, you know, getting some high percentage shots, getting some rebounds. Uh, you know, he's playing playing good defense, uh, fairly good defense right now for a freshman. Yeah, and I just off of some of Ian's thoughts, I mean, I, one one thing that stuck out, Ian said this earlier, is just Hunter Thompson kind of just been struggling for a while, but just to be able to hit a shot, and I think that kind of uh, got him going at least – you know, it didn't have a, a tremendous game by any means, but I think it uh, transitioned into yesterday, and we'll talk more about that here in a minute. Yeah, just like what Clay's saying. So the Thompson's stat line wasn't that great. Five points, two rebounds, two assists, and a steal in 21 minutes. But he finally, I mean, he broke through and he hit a three. And sometimes you just need to see that first. Like we always talk about softball because we played softball. When you're kind of on a streak and not hitting it, you just need to – get that first little blooper to fall through and it kind of can get you going. And so he went one for four from three and it was his first three he had hit in six games. He hadn't hit a three since the at Utah state game. So like Clay was saying, maybe that get him going and we'll see in the New Mexico game. Who knows? Uh, And then not, I mean, this is kind of sad that this is the point we're at, but I thought Naughton was also good in this game. He only had two points, four rebounds, but he also had three assists. So, I mean, you're seeing at least something out of these guys. Like, there were some games where Naughton and Thompson were giving you almost nothing at a whole position. And in this game, by no means is this, you know, are we satisfied with this out of the center spot. But seven points, six rebounds, five assists. So, at least they're giving you some positives. Whereas there were some games, you know, where we weren't seeing much out of the whole center spot. What do you think of Naughton in this one? I, just, I mean, it's at least good to see him kind of get in there. He's playing a little more. He's starting. He seems to be a little more effective, although he still doesn't look like he's 100% or anything. Yeah, I think he's uh, picked up the level of play a little bit, um, and I thought he defended decently. At least he's a presence in there. He has some length and some size, and just having a, a guy in there sometimes, uh, he may not do a lot in the box score, but to have him playing with some energy is, is a key part of, of the game. If we didn't have him or Thompson, uh, we'd be in big trouble because we wouldn't have any size. So it's just good sometimes to have some guys in there with some bulk to them. And I think he's been playing well. I think he wants to finish his uh, career off at Wyoming at a high point. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so I just have two more things about this game, and then we'll move on. And Well, I'll give you guys, obviously, the chance to finish wrapping up this one as well. Uh, Young uh, had four points, two rebounds, played 16 minutes. Seems like he's in and out of the doghouse which is a scary proposition for me just because I'm, I think he's got a lot of talent and I just would hate to see him transfer. And we'll get into that talk later because I think that wraps into the whole, you know, Edwards is he the right guy or the wrong guy. If people are transferring, we'll get into that. But so he did play 16 minutes in this one, four points, two rebounds. And then I just wanted to piggyback off what uh, Ian said about Porter earlier, five minutes, two points, two rebounds and assists. It doesn't look like much. But 
I mean, he just looked like he had a an edge to him. And there was one sequence where, and I was kind of talking about it earlier, but he got the ball five feet from the hoop. It was kind of a contested shot. He missed it, got his offensive rebound, put it back, missed it, got his offensive rebound, put it back, missed it, and then he put, finally tipped it in. And that was good to see. I mean, it was just kind of, you know, some tenacity we hadn't seen before. They only credited him with two rebounds, but didn't you see it the same way I did? I Wasn't that three rebounds right there? Am I, am I mistaken? Yeah, I thought I saw three rebounds from him uh, on that play, but it was we didn't see it. We haven't seen a lot of that this year, offensive rebounding. So to see a player get in there and actually fight for an offensive rebound was a nice, pleasant surprise uh, for the San Jose State win. Yeah, for sure. I, that was one of the big bright spots of this game is that, like I said, those are the three things I was really impressed with about this game, just in general. With that, I was impressed with Edwards, I guess, to give credit where credit is due because I know a lot of fans harp on him, and we've certainly harped on him here. But it was just good to see him correct some of those mistakes, play the faster tempo, play more man defense like we've all been wanting. And we, for at least one game, were a little more aggressive on the offensive boards. All right, Clay, anything else on this game? or No, I you just – um... You know, just one thing that I have done since we've been doing these podcasts, you know, you have to have more details when you sure. become a fan. And and I've just noticed those little things like like Porter and just, you know, people positioning themselves for rebounds and where's Hunter Thompson when things are going on and, and not. And then some of those guys under the basket, I paid more attention to that. And in a game like this, I just really liked what they were doing. Those little things. Um you know, I just, I don't know. I paid more attention to it and I thought we uh, had better attention to detail in this game. Well, just kind of like to go what you're saying, like, so uh, kind of back, kind of wrapping into that conversation where I was having with Naughton and Thompson where, you know, seven points, six rebounds, five assists, you know, that's not much, but those are positives. And they weren't like when you, a team only has eight turnovers and James has four of them. So the rest of the team's not really turning the ball over. So they're not being a negative force out there. They're doing those little things right, you know, just yeah. pass and catch and, you know. Ian, do you have anything else on this game, or are you ready to move on to the New Mexico game? Well, the Cowboys are, have not arrived. We're, they're still far away from being a great basketball team, but the, the key here with me is I have seen improvement. I think San Jose State game is a, a game that proved there has been improvement. I don't think the Cowboys win this game in January, frankly. I don't think they – go down to San Jose State and win uh, this game. But now uh, they've improved enough where they took care of business against the team that they should should beat at this point in the season. Yeah, I, I mean, no time, no better – well, there's definitely a better time, but to get your first road win on the last road game of the season, but better late than never, I suppose. Uh, and I – all right, so let's talk about the New Mexico game. So – Wyoming, this game was yesterday. Uh, we were able to win 88-81. Two games winning in a row? What do they call that, Clay? That'd be a winning streak, Mark. That's a winning streak. And I know there was two boobs on a podcast last week that said there was no way they could win these two games. Absolutely. Do you yeah. know those two guys? Uh, no, I don't know who those guys are, but uh, but definitely we won both of those games. That's <laughs> As not predicted. As not predicted. Yeah. Finally, we got a little negative on this show, and this team finally turned it around. Uh, I what were some of your initial just some of your initial thoughts on this one? You were you were at this game, so I'll give you first dibs on this one. Well, I just think the Cowboys came out and played, uh, did everything they needed to win the game. They had uh, four or five five guys in double figures. Uh, 
Uh, they shot the ball well from the arc. That 40 percent is kind of that magic number with this team, I believe. Uh, they didn't turn the ball over much. They ended up with 10 turnovers, but for a long period of the time of the game, they only had a couple turnovers. Did struggle late in the game. They got to be very prepared uh, for New Mexico next week and make sure that they're not doing some of those turnovers they did later in the game, though they ended up distancing and winning the game. The big disappointing part is the rebounding and something that concerns me for the game on Wednesday against New Mexico is that rebounding because I'll tell you what, New Mexico has some upside. This team has some uh, capability. They got some physical athletic players, uh, particularly in, inside the paint with Bragg and Jackson and Cooper's a, a pretty good uh, third player in that rotation there. So they got some physical length guys can really crash the board. So that's a little bit of a concern uh, with that rematch against uh, New Mexico because I thought the Lobos missed a lot of uh, kind of easy shots around the rim. Uh, but that's kind of what they've done all season. That's why they've really, in my opinion, it's been a team that's underachieved this year. It's been New Mexico. But it was a, really a good win for the Cowboys. I thought they played with energy, played a fairly well defensively uh, shot the basketball well and they really look like a team that's actually playing with some purpose now something they weren't doing six weeks ago yeah for sure um so just to kind of piggyback off one of those things you were talking about there the rebounds was the glaring you know disappointing factor in this one uh they out rebounded us 42 to 30 uh, and they had 16 offensive rebounds we only had three so whereas in that san jose game it was good to see why we kind of hit the boards, offensive boards, and we had eight. We only had three in this one. I don't know if that was just – Clay, what was your sense on that? Was that San Jose game? Was it just an outlier or just kind of luck of the draw that we had eight in that one or in the three in this one, or was it just uh, – it's New Mexico's a good rebounding team. It was tough to get them today. Yeah, sometimes – well, they are a very good rebounding team compared to us. And, and I just think sometimes, you know, just the way – one team is and one team's not it just gives you different opportunities I don't know necessarily it's always about effort sometimes it is just opportunities and and uh they just get better position than we do yeah and I definitely thought the effort was there I mean wow the overall effort I don't know if we were making the same strategic decision to hit the offensive boards but here's the thing let me just ask you this this was a you know positive game so I'm not going to be negative but so they have 16 offensive rebounds, right? Yes. So they were just crashing offensive boards all game long as hard as they could, correct? Yes. Did that ever – Did how many transition baskets did that lead for Wyoming getting? Was that a factor at all? No. Ian, did you see Wyoming getting a lot of fast break opportunities in this one? I didn't see a whole lot of fast break opportunities this game for the Cowboys. Um, New Mexico, as you mentioned, is a, a good offensive rebounding team. They got some physical athletes that look really good going around the rim. And I think what uh, New Mexico is, they're just a, a good at doing what they're doing. And their, their head coach uh, made it pretty clear that this was going to be a big focus for them is to use the paint, crash the offensive boards, uh, try to, use their miss some of it a mismatch against the Cowboys interior game and I think that was their goal going into this game and that's going to be their goal Wednesday is to uh, try to dominate the paint on the pokes yeah that would definitely be their game plan for that one and hopefully Wyoming can do a better job than limiting limiting them into that uh but I just back to finish my point off is just that's why I'm so against Edwards philosophy on the you know the non-offensive rebounding strategy with not rebounding free throws. And 
in general, not hitting the offensive boards, although I know we did the San Jose game, which was awesome to see. But the big fear, and Clay had mentioned this last time, like we're playing scared because we don't want them to beat us on the other end. But this just goes to show you when New Mexico crashes the board, that doesn't necessarily lead to, you know, transition points on the other end. But I'll, you know, Clay, why don't you uh, – we got a good start in this one. Uh why don't you kind of give me some of the, how the, the early flow, how we jumped out onto the lead in this one, and then. Yeah, I mean, you know, we jumped out and got a lead. Five um, nothing it, to start the game, yeah, and they tied it back up. But. Sure, and it was, you know, five six points there for a while, and then and then we uh, a little bit later in the half, with about I don't know, right around ten minutes to go, ended up getting about a uh, six point lead, and then it, and then once again it just kind of we, we held that for a little bit. And then, um, then they ended up kind of climbing back and getting close. And then, uh, then we seesawed for, you know, pretty much the rest of the game. But what I really liked um, was our senior, our best player, Justin James, coming out right, right on senior the, night. On senior night, coming out and making an impact right away. He makes his, uh, you know, his first two shots, uh, kind of gets us a jump out. Um, one thing that stood out in the, in the first, you know, four and a half minutes, finally, you see Hendricks with his first three. Uh, but it was a big one to give us a three-point lead with about 15 and a half minutes left. But uh, what I really liked is I liked that then all of a sudden Hunter Thompson at 14 minutes hits a three, and that kind of got him going. And so the ball was kind of moving around, but Justin James was our, was our man in that first half. And uh, I just really liked what I saw from the Cowboys offense. Man, you must be a psychic. You said if you kind of got that lid off in the San Jose game, and that might lead to good things. How do you know, Clay? <laughs> well, that's how basketball is. You get a little bit of confidence, and sometimes it just takes one shot to break through. Uh, and just kind of like Clay was saying there, Ryan, I thought that was great to see James get a fast start because you, and on senior night, you never know how that's going to go. You know, they can come out tight and if they miss those first couple of shots. And it seems like we've seen that a lot over the years where seniors kind of play tight on senior night and it doesn't go their way. Yeah. We've seen games in the past where, you know, players come out tight on senior day and then they, they finally get into a flow, but James did the opposite. He really just got into a flow right out of the gate. Um, I think Hunter Thompson's the missing, uh, kind of the missing piece with this team. Cause I go back to the UNLV and air force games where we lost that by, you know, 10 points each approximately, you know, he's missing the threes. And if he could have just knocked down a couple threes in both those games, I think it would have made a, a big difference in that outcome with momentum. So when Hunter's hitting his, uh, you know, three of five, three of four from from the arc. Uh, it just gives this team another uh, dimension when he's shooting with confidence. So I thought his uh, all his makes are very important in this game, and that missing piece uh, hit three threes and ended up with fourteen points. Yeah, I agree on all that. Uh, let's uh, kind of go into some of this, the this the overall team stats here. Give an overview of this one. So first half at half after. Banks hit a three, right, as we went to half. Kind of a buzzer beat a three at half. To give Wyoming a lead, 42-41 to 41 at the half. And then the second half, we outscored New Mexico 46-40. to 40. So don't look now, but that's four halves of basketball in a row that we've won. So yeah, so we're really 4-0 and oh if, you, if yeah. you look at it that way. Yeah. Uh, so one of the interesting things I heard the announcers talk about, and I will just say this, take it with a grain of salt because these announcers didn't sound like the most educated parrot I've ever heard. 
on the ESPN 303 crew. Because at one point they said Naughton was the all-time leader of games played at Wyoming. It's like, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, so they had mentioned that on the season we are 4-1 and one when leading it. Well, we were 3-1 and one when leading at half. And then, of course, we won, so that led to 4-1. and one. And I did find this kind of interesting. that So now we're 38-3 in Allen Edwards' tenure when leading at the half. So if we get a lead at the half, we got a pretty good chance of winning. I, I don't know if that's just a random stab, but I did find that interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, did you hear that uh, when you were watching the replay on it, or did you kind of miss some of that? You were just yes, I did. I actually did hear that. I think I remember hearing that a couple of weeks ago from another group of announcers. So that is a that's a good statistic for Alan Edwards. It really is. It's an it's a statistic that says something when the Cowboys uh, do play a good first half. And so many times in the past, this program under him's getting down by lot of points in the first half and they come try to fight back in the second yeah. half so now uh that is a, a very big key for, i think really key for this team is just to get off to good starts and uh, if the cowboys can you know be around you know tight or above at halftime they're usually in a pretty good shot they have a chance to win the game so yeah that was a very interesting statistic and i think that has to be a statistic that you got to talk one up in ellen edwards category yeah, uh, and then the assisted turnovers, just to kind of go through some more of these stats quick. We already mentioned the rebounding. They out-rebound us 42 to 30. Uh, assisted turnovers, another good game from Wyoming on assisted turnovers. Uh, what was the assisted turnovers on this one, Clay? You got that stat, don't you? Uh, we had 15 assists to their 14, and then we also had uh, 10 turnovers. So 15 to 10 for us, and they were 14 to 12, just to kind of keep the – and, and like I and kind of mentioned earlier, so we had 10 turnovers, but four of them came right in a row with two minutes left to go in the game <laughs> where they put a full court press on us. And I mean, this Wyoming team is just not used to playing in that situation with the lead where they've got the ball late and they just kind of didn't know how to finish there for a minute. And then they kind of had overcame that. So it was really at one point that we must have 15 assists this to six turnovers which is phenomenal so i would like to i mean this is either here or there we don't have to talk about it much but that's when a team presses you you gotta attack it you know what i mean yeah. and they were just so passive i know we were just waiting for them to foul us and we wanted to run clock but and even alan edwards kind of mentioned this in the post game that you know you need to be more aggressive would you agree with that Ian, or was the, did they play it right just kind of hold the ball and try to waste clock i don't like to see them attack a little more yeah i think you need to be aggressive i think they also made some errant passes that were just silly one bounced off to thompson's hands uh, for a turnover and then james made a, a not a really good throw down the court that led to another turnover uh, but yeah they need to be more aggressive and you, you just got to attack it and when they in new mexico it, it, this is a learning experience for them because when they play new mexico again this is another area they can they can fine-tune and improve on. Uh, for instance, they were 24 of 29 from the free-throw line after struggling shooting free throws against San Jose State. And Edwards said after that San Jose State game that they're going to shoot a lot of free throws. So, look, they, they actually improved in that area from the San Jose State to the Mexico games. So that was a, another positive statistic. Yeah, that was 82.8%. So that's some good free-throw shooting. And a big part of that was uh... – A.J. Banks was kind of the guy there at the end that iced the game away. He ended up going 9 of 11, so that was good to see. Uh, so just some of the other shooting numbers in this one. So I said 
Uh, like Ian said, Wong shot 82.8% from the free throw line. Uh, we shot 51.9% from the, the field. We were 27 of 52. Uh, 10 to 25 from the three-point line, which is 40%. So that's, you know, good three-point shooting. The only disappointing thing is I think we hit eight in the first half and only two in the second half. But that's kind of how threes work, right, Clay? I mean, you live by the three, you die by the three. You can go hot and cold pretty quick. Yeah, and, and we were also, you know, getting some points in the paint and kind of driving the ball. And Sometimes you just go with what's working. And I know, you know, you're, you're still shooting threes and things like that, but what I always see when I look from a statistical standpoint, if we're in double figures and threes, we generally, um, our offense seems to be clicking overall. But I really like the way we attack the paint later in the game. Yeah, I know. You know, even saw Hendricks cutting through the paint. Which, Hendricks, he can't do the lane. <laughs> he seems to be on the outside a little bit more. But he, uh, I, I really appreciated. Uh, a little bit more. That. I think he's probably shot 90% of his shots <laughs> yeah. in three-point lane. Sure. Uh, but just kind of go over you're saying it because this Wyoming team can kind of fall in love with the three. And like we've kind of mentioned before, we do rely on the three quite a bit, but it was good to see that. So in the first half, we were eight of 17. So it was working. We were shooting a lot of them. But in the second half, we only made two, but we did only attempt, you know, what is that? Eight. Yeah. So it wasn't like we were forcing it. So we were going like what you're saying. We we're going with what was working there in the second half. So that was good to see. Uh, so New Mexico shooting percentage, just go through these quick, uh, 40% from the field. But the difference is, and this is why, you know, I mean, this is just simple basketball. Everyone knows this, but so they had 65 shots or 52 because of those offensive rebounds. And that just goes to show you, I think this is a more winning strategy than just expecting to shoot the ball well. And we'll kind of talk about that as we, when we get into the, the New Mexico game that we're going to play in the Mountain West tournament. But seems like they're, their recipe for success might be a little more repeatable than ours, Ian. Would you agree with that? I agree. I think you need to be good on the offensive boards. Uh, Jim Brandenburg once said that the three statistics he looks at is rebound margin, uh, offensive percentage, because you're taking good shot selection and defensive percentage. Those three statistics, you're strong and you're going to have a very good basketball team. So that's one area this program ha has to get much better at is rebounding. And I think it comes down to personnel. I think it's going to come down to players in the offseason getting stronger and bigger, but also adding some pieces uh, to be able to get in there and rebound better. And once that personnel is in place, I think the Cowboys will can change their strategy going forward on how they attack the boards and do those type of things. So, okay, just a, I, I missed that. What was the, the third thing Brandenburg said? So rebounding margin, shooting percentage, and what was the third strategy? The third uh, offen offensive uh, field goal percentage. So he always said that offensive uh, percentage having a high rate at that is means the team's making good shot selection. Defensive percentage. Okay, yeah, because you're playing good defense. You're making it tough on your opponent. So Brandenburg's teams always were among the top in the country in defensive uh, percentage and rebound margin. There were two areas that they were always very strong in. And at the Cowboys, this program needs to get to that point where we are strong, especially in the rebounding margin and defensive percentage. Because when you're having an off-shooting game, you're still going to stay in the game by rebounding and playing defense. So Brandenburg had a three-point strategy. Clay Cates' uh, basketball strategy is a 72-point plan. Clay, why don't you break that down for us? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, I bet that's a good one. 
71 of them don't mean a whole lot. I yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so just to finish up the shooting, so New Mexico did shoot 40% from the field, uh, 37 of 0.5% from three-point land. They were 9 of 24, so which is definitely solid. Uh, but they only shot 69% from the free throw. They were 20 of 29. So both teams shot 29 free throws, but we definitely shot better, so that was good to see. Uh, I, are the Cheyenne style – Slow it down offense. Is that, are we done with that now? And uh, we, this is like the third, fourth game in a row. We've played at a faster pace two games in a row where I think we've broken 80 points. The air force game, which was three games ago, we scored 72. So is, is that style gone and dead for this, this team? Ian? Well, I think going forward, that's the plan. I think the Cowboys want to be more an up-tempo team and up-tempo program. And next year with, with hopefully lack of injuries no injuries next year too many and some additions uh this team will get back to playing a higher pace of basketball uh a, a faster pace um and i think we may see some of that in the, in, in the new mexico game but I, it depends on the matchup and who we're playing you know if we're playing nevada or one of those type of teams we might want to keep that pace slow down a little bit but Cowboys scored 88 points. That's pretty, pretty impressive. <laughs> Never yeah, thought uh, four weeks ago we'd see this team score 88 points in a game. Yeah, it was just a couple, like a week or two ago, we scored 48 in a game. Clay was talking about, well, we need to get to the 60s. Heck, we couldn't even get in the 50s. Uh, so I think is kind of what the plan is, if it seems more lately, is to kind of play faster tempo to build a lead. And then kind of once we have a lead, it seems like we – kind of slow it down. James walks it up a little slower, you know, a little more deliberate in the offense. So I think that's kind of the game plan going, you know, if we can, you know, kind of build a lead and then slow it down a little bit, which, you know, I, I don't, I don't hate that for sure. Uh, Clay, why don't you, you got any uh, individual, well, give me some of your initial thoughts on some of the, the individual performances on this one. Well, and as uh, Ian pointed out a little earlier, we had five, uh, guys in double figures and uh we had seven contributors we had a two and a three there as well but uh james being james and on senior night uh Naughton giving in 10 so yeah i was i was real happy to see not get double figures in his on senior I, I didn't really see that one coming i'll tell you but yeah well it was nice so 38 points from the two seniors uh once again james being james and uh you know hendrick's Popped in a couple of threes, which we always know uh, he, he can do. And uh, But one that just really stood out to me, uh, Hunter Thompson with 14. And that lid came off in the San Jose State game, and, uh, and it stayed open for Hunter Thompson. Uh, hit three threes. And uh, like I said, other guys in double figures. Uh, it was nice to see A.J. Banks with 20 points. I mean, if you could have a team – for instance, if we go into any future games here in the tournament and you can get 20 from James and 20 and, from another and, guy, and 20 from another guy. And boy, I tell you, I like our chances. And by the way, I said, give me one thing in the individual stats. Now you stole all me and I, it's good stuff. What are we yeah, going to talk about? Yeah, for sure. I, why don't you give me some of your thoughts on some of the individual performances in this one? Yeah. Well, again, yeah, AJ Banks, uh, just really happy with the way he's progressed over the last couple of weeks. I mean, that was a great stat line for him. 20 points, five assists. Uh, he had three turnovers. Not too bad for a guy that's handling the ball as much as he is. He had four rebounds. 
a 9-11 from free throw. I, I really like the way A.J. Banks is playing right now, and he just seems like he's getting better and more confident. And Jordan Otten was 4-4 from the floor, and he was aggressive on all four of those field goals that he made. And he just went right to the rim, uh, had a couple slam dunks. He looked aggressive. You know, when he's playing aggressive like that, he's actually a fairly good interior player. So let's hope that he can continue to do that uh, for the next game. Yeah, I I think he might have. Did he have three dunks in this one? I I think he might have three dunks of the, the four baskets he made. And I don't know if you, you guys thought about this, but man, I thought he was close to getting a technical for hanging on the rim on a couple of those. He was he was sure swinging on that sucker. Yeah, that thought process went through with me too. I just recently watched the game, and he hung on that rim for a long, long time. Could have got teed up there. Uh, I don't know how they handle those those calls these days now, but I, you know, he had a couple where he got fouled and finished the shot and uh, hit a free throw to make a three point play. I, you know, he didn't rebound the ball particularly well, but uh, in terms of being a post uh, offensive presence, he uh, made some really nice aggressive moves in the game. Yeah, definitely, and that was good to see. And just death taxes and another James DeBanks alley oop. I. Once a game, it seems like that play is always there, though. And I've always kind of said that in college basketball. It just seems like you watch, like, the Clippers a few years ago, you know, like Lob City. They just – they make that alley-hoop look so easy. It's like, why can't you do that? You know, you got athletic guys like a Nance and an Adams and a Cook. And I know, obviously, we were Dunktown back then, so we did dunk the ball. But just always feels like that's kind of the missing the missing piece in college basketball. That alley-oop, it just seems to be there. And James and Banks have found a great rhythm on it, that's for sure. Uh, and I, it's funny to hear every time an announcer, a new announcer sees Banks jumps, like they're always shocked how high he can jump. And this might be blasphemy, but man, I think he might be, he can jump higher than Josh Adams. I don't know. What do you think, Clay? No, he's definitely got some athleticism and, and I know we're not at the, you know, state of the program yet, but. I mean, I know there's been some criticism whether we have some talent on this team, but we do. Oh, yeah, Banks is talent, no doubt about it. And I see that, and I just get excited. I mean, a play like that just shows you potential of, you know, what we could do, how exciting we could be if these guys could get in a rhythm, get coached up, and just be ready to roll. What do you say on that? Who's got more athleticism, Banks or Adams? I I think they have similar athleticism. I think in terms of jumping, uh, springing, quick jump ability, I think Banks is certainly on Adams as a, a category in terms of the jumping capability. And the quickness, he's probably as quick as Josh Adams. Now, he just has to develop that other elements of his game, you know, playing with that edge game and game out, confidence, uh, offensive shooting, all that stuff. But I'm not going to say he's ever going to be Josh Adams, but if he can just be a good, solid, point guard as you reference some of those unlv point guards at least be in that type of category it's going to really help this team out next year and then i just will say yeah i think banks you know is every bit the athlete that adams is but my brother would be upset with me if i didn't mention that adams is certainly the better dunker though so i'm not don't take that away from adams um uh, let's see here so just i wanted to go a little more in depth on some of james stats uh, 28 points, 12 rebounds, three assists. He had that great start, like Clay said, but he did only shoot 46% from the field, 11 to 24, three and nine from three point or three pointer, 33, 33%. So it's kind of good to see the team. I mean, 
they don't live they didn't necessarily live or die by James which was good so let me just give some of the stats on James he's fourth all-time now in Mountain West scoring all-time uh, only behind Jimmer Fredette Brandon Heath and our own Brandon Ewing so Wyoming has two of the top four scores all-time in the Mountain West uh, do you have any theories on why that is Clay why is that I I know. I mean, it just seems odd that Wyoming is one of the team, the only team that has two of the top four. I don't, I don't know. It's got to be the altitude. Something with yes, the altitude. That's okay. it. The altitude finally coming in, yeah. coming in as a factor in the good for us. Uh, so this year, well, we, so this year in the Mountain West, James is first in points, fifth in rebounds, fifth in assists, first in steals. Uh, I guess this is as good as time as any. We'll just talk about it now. Uh, is James first team All Mountain West? Ian is he Player of the Year? Does he fall to second team because the team's not good? What well, I mean, what do you what do you think? Oh, I think he's definitely first team. I think because the opposing coaches have to prepare for him, they're, they're double teaming him every game. They're really focusing on him, and he's really getting a lot of tough points. Um, I I will be shocked if he's not a first team All Mountain West. Now he's not going to be Mountain West Player of the Year. I think you have to give that to a team that's the conference champion or close to it. And I think that's either going to go to Utah state or Nevada's player. And the, and that's deservingly, but Justin James is still as, really as good as any player in this league. And I do expect to see him on the first team uh, when they announce that here in the next day or two. Clay, what do you think? Well, I think I always kind of look at it from, you know, um, would he start for any other team and any other program in our conference? Um, and be an effective player. And I think so. So, I mean, I, I don't think that, like Ian said, that um, all, you know, that he would be the, the, the chosen player for the conference, but I definitely think he's first team. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Definitely can't give him player of the year. Just, I mean, because there is a lot to be said about putting up good stats on a bad team. You know, that's easier than putting up, you know, good stats on a winning team. So he's definitely can't give him player of the year, but he should certainly be, you know, first team all Mountain West because I definitely think he has the respect of the opposing players and the opposing coaches and stuff. So, yeah, first team all Mountain West. I'd be surprised if he wasn't. Uh, so just kind of finish up on James. So just give some of his all-time career Wyoming numbers. So fourth all-time leader in points, uh, fourth in games played, and he's eighth all-time in three-pointers made. So pretty impressive career. I mean – that's not doing it justice. Justice, a very impressive career, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel like, obviously he's an all-time great, but it just doesn't seem like he, and it's not necessarily his fault, but he doesn't reach that legendary status of a, of a Bailey or a Adams or a Nance or a Lechner or a Dembo just because of team success, Clay. I mean, is that probably what it comes down to? Well, I think the reason that it feels soured to some degree is, is that our team just, really had a tough year and and I don't know that that's always fair I think you know years from now when we reflect on some of our great players he will certainly be in those talks and uh, you can't you can't look at a guy at one season or you know one part of a season or whatever um, Justin James is one of the Wyoming's all-time greats and I will say that till the last breath I take and that's like you said in their history has a as a way of changing how we view things a couple of years down the road. I mean, people won't necessarily remember the seven and 23 or whatever this season was. They'll definitely look back 
you know, with a more rose-colored lens. Just like people like to look at Dalton and Herndon from last year. All of a sudden, these all these people on the boards are like, oh, these guys are soft. They're not very good. But now they're like, oh, that team underachieved last year. They have Dalton and Herndon. They couldn't be better. And there were times during the season where you would have just – I mean, you were just saying, man, I would love to have Dalton right now. Or, yeah, we certainly could have used And him. not because we were lacking guys. You would just love to have a skill team. Uh, where, how do you feel about James, his place in Wyoming history, Ian? Well, in basketball, since I followed, has has had so many really good players, and I try to put a top ten list together, and I had a really difficult time because I just felt like I was leaving some really good players off that list, and um, he's definitely in the in the that category of of Wyoming greats. There's no question. If I had to put a top ten list together it'd just be really tough for me to put somebody in the top five was really difficult to put a top five list together with some of the players that we've had since I followed the program, but he's uh, definitely up in the, in the upper echelon of cowboy players. Um, he just, I don't think he had as much supporting cast around him this year as a senior Marcus Bailey had the advantage of having Davis and uh, those guys around him, a, a really good team around him, made him a good player. But I think as a mid-range shooter, uh, two of the best we've ever had was Justin James and Marcus Bailey. And uh, I thought Justin was a, as good as mid-range shooter that we've had at Wyoming. And, you know, he had two inches on Marcus, longer arms. So he had the capability to even uh, create more shots than uh, Marcus did. So Number one all-player Wyoming, I definitely have to say what? Ryan Dermody, Clay? Uh, the well, CU, CU Buffalo transfer, yes, the guy that came from Boulder. <laughs> I remember one year, like, first game of the season, I think it was an exhibition game, he hit, like, six threes in the first half of the first exhibition game. Man, my eyes got wide. <laughs> but not, it never came to fruition, I okay? Well, Dermody had his career game uh, in Troyer's first year when they, they played CU, and he, you know, he – got back at his uh, hometown team, so to speak, and had a really good game against CU. I remember in Laramie. So I got excited after that game about him too. And then he finished the, finished his career off kind of in a really bad situation because uh, we played CSU in the tournament that year. They hadn't won a game all year and that, in the conference play, and that was Tim Miles' first year. And CSU ended up knocking us off in the first round. And I think Dermot and just had such a struggle shooting, shooting at that game, I remember. So – um, I don't know why we're, we're talking about him this much, but you know he's, uh, <laughs> you know he's he's a guy that could shoot a little bit once in a while, get hot. Hey, I'm impressed with your off the cuff knowledge. I, I mentioned Ryan Dermody; he goes into his career highlights. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I don't know why I understand. I remember this stuff so well, but I do. I just remember these little details that stick out with, with these players. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> so let me just finish up some of the some of the individual performances that caught my eye. Uh, and as we mentioned, Banks, you know, he's been really good lately, but 20 points, four rebounds, five assists. I love I just his overall game. You know, he adds rebounds, assists. He's finding a way to start to score now. And then as Ian has mentioned before, his defense, he played pretty good on Mathis. I think, uh, let me look at the numbers here. Mathis, you know, he scored uh, 12 points, but that was on two of eight shooting. Two of six from three, and he's an over 40% three point shooter. So I thought he did a very good job on Mathis. So he's giving you the offense and the defense, which is awesome. Uh, and just a couple of little things I wanted to mention because you guys talked about Thompson, Hendricks, and Otten, kind of hit all the, the big parts there. But 
Taylor, he didn't score in this game, but he I think he drew three offensive charges. And there could have been a fourth one. I thought that was a bad call. But I think he's just I think he his I think he could be the ultimate blue guy moving forward for Wyoming. Doesn't make a lot of mistakes. You know, I think his shot will improve. I think he could be a great defender. Uh, he's a good free throw shooter. Uh, so I think he could be a glue guy going forward. I don't think he'll ever be, you know, the best or second best player on a team, but he could certainly be that third or fourth guy in a starting lineup. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Here's the thing that scares me. I even, we've kind of talked about before, but Trace Young only playing four minutes. Now we won the game, so it worked, but is he going to get disenfranchised and transfer? That, that scares me. Well, I've been a, I'm here to comfort you because I don't I don't really think that's the case uh, with Young right now. I I think uh, Edwards had a sit down with him and Porter a couple of weeks ago, and I think they're clued in. I think both those guys are not clued into the program. I think Trace does understand his role in the program, um, and he'll probably play more. You know, New Mexico is just not a good matchup for him because they we got they got those two bigs. You know, those really sure. strong bigs. Um, you know, in other games, you'll see more minutes like the San Jose State game. I, I do believe he understands this. Um, I'd be surprised if he's not with the Cowboys next year because um, I think he knows his role in the future could be really prosperous at Wyoming. He realizes that he can be that go-to guy in the future because he has those offensive skills at 6'9 to be potentially another Justin James. I mean, he has all the the tools and athletic ability to be a really good player. And I think he understands that the future for him is there's going to be more opportunity open for him in the future. And I, I think he's dealing with that pretty well. I think, I think the fans maybe overreact a little bit. And I can understand why, but I think they overreact a little bit when he got set down for that game. And then Edwards came out and made those comments that said he wasn't always with the team, but he wasn't really doing that on a super negative level. He was just, you know, trying to get him him more focused on what he needs to, needs to do going forward. So, uh, if anybody leaves this program, it's probably going to be more for factors outside of lack of playing time because a lot of these guys are getting more playing time this year than I think they even considered they were going to get. So, and not to uh, I know people on the message board always like to point out when Ian's wrong, but I will say, and you you're probably not going to remember this, but years ago you told me Keontae Vernon wasn't going to transfer, and he did, and it broke my heart. So, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, I, I think I'm a little bit more clued in on this situation than I am with Keontae. I probably made potentially an observation with him. Um, and the, we also lost another inside guy about that time, Terrell Williams. So a couple of these inside guys that would really help Larry, Larry Shiat's program out ended up transferring out for different purposes uh, type of situation. So, but I think Trace knows he's a, I think the key with Trace is he knows he's going to be the focal point of this program in the future, a key focal point. And, and, and the, a lot of times that's all the players want is they know they're going to have that, that capability to play minutes and be, be a big contributor. And uh, he's definitely not somebody this program's given up on or Edwards has given up on. And I think they've communicated that to him. So. Yeah. I just like kind of what you're saying. This is kind of how, Shyatt treated James, you know, when he was younger, and so did Edwards. You know, kind of those guys that they have see the high ceiling on, they might treat them a little harder in the beginning just because they know they have, you know, that, that huge upside. Um, one quick thing, and we need to move on, but I just wanted to mention, you know, Porter played eight minutes, had three points, a rebound, assist. 
and yeah, I, I do think he has a high ceiling. Now, I don't know if he'll ever get there, but I really do think he has a high ceiling. He's got a good shot. He's got athleticism. I mean, he's very, very raw, but I do think, you know, if he could ever, you know, figure it out, I think he does have a huge upside. Uh, anything else about this game in particular? I do want to – we're already a little over an hour, but I did definitely wanted to just get, you know, kind of talk about the Edwards thing just a little bit, and then we can just kind of talk about what we're expecting that Mountain West game. So, Clay, you're good on this game, right? Yes. Ian, are you good on this, this New Mexico game? Yeah, I'm good Good on this game since we'll be transitioning and talking about our next opponent, which is New Mexico. <laughs> do you guys want to talk about the New Mexico game first, or do you want to talk about the uh, the Edwards debate first? Do you want to, let's, let, let's start with the Edwards debate, and then we'll transition to the New Mexico game. So last week, me and Clay started the Edwards meter on where we think, our personal opinion, not what is going to happen, but what we personally believe. So Clay, you were at 60-40 last week firing, right? Yes. So what are you now? After two big wins. <laughs> well, and I was maybe a little harsh because I was bitter about our two games and how we played and some just lack of adjustments that we made. But, um, you know, I, I think we won a road game that we should have won. And we also uh, beat a team that, you know. Beat us by 30 that, the last time yeah, we played them. And I think we made adjustments from the last time. And we played good. And I know it was a home game. It was an emotional senior night. But I thought Edwards, uh, he did some things that, that showed me that he's got some capabilities. So um, I'm going to say I'm probably 55-50. I know that 55-50? There's 105% no, you're working no, with? No, I, I, I want uh, – sorry, 55-50. I thought you were the mathematician on this show. 55-45. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more I, – I should have never said that. But, no, I'm 5% more to keep him, I think, right now. Um, I just, I don't know. There's a part of me that just doesn't feel like so, he's leaving. So I'm, I, what I think doesn't really matter, but I, that's just where I'm at as a fan. Your shoddy math is throwing me off. So you're saying 55 keep or 55 keep him. Okay. I, I have changed my mind. If we, if we would have definitely got shell shocked or even lost both these games or even just looked bad in any of them, I would have just said, you know, we made no adjustments, but he showed me he could make adjustments, and well, by Clay's, I feel better. By Clay's math, I'm sixty sixty on keeping. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> my, my math is terrible. I, uh, I so last week, I'll give mine first, and then I'll go to you, Ian. Uh, so last week, I was seventy one percent saying he should go, twenty nine to keep, and that was you know quite a bit harsher than I had been all season. Uh, and like Clay said, just kind of frustrated. Last week was probably the worst week of the season. This week is the best week of the season. So I'm going to say, you know, like Clay said, he showed some willing to change. We played the faster tempo, which I wanted to see. One of the two games we hit the offensive boards, and we played more man than zone, which was all three things I wanted to see from him. So right now I'm going to say I'm going to give the uh, – I'm going to be the, the fence rider. I'm going to say 50-50. And it's going to come down. It's not going to come more down to the Mountain West tournament. Although, obviously, if we went on a you know, winning streak and we he could solidify it there. But I'm more want to see if we lose two or three of these young guys, then I would probably – that would put us almost in a full rebuild, and then I'd probably want to move on. So that's what it's going to come down to for me is who stays in the program. If everyone stays, I say give them another year. If we lose two or three guys, then I'd probably want to move on. So, Ian, what is your – I know you think he will stay. 
that's kind of why you're hearing, you know, the rumblings. But what is your personal opinion? Give me a give me a percent. You want him to stay. You want him to go. Well, I'm being pragmatic here that he's going to stay. So I, what I want to see is he, you know, supporting him to stay another year. But I do want to see him uh, add the appropriate pieces to this program and not do what he did two years ago, where I really think the Cowboys could have added a, a couple pieces and been a, even a much more competitive team last year. So the offseason, you got to go out there. you got to find some interior players. These players got to get into that workout center and really work themselves out, uh, you know, get stronger and bigger. And, you know, we have we pay all this money for that facility and stuff. Let's get in there and get be a, a more physically imposing team. So they need to put a really good off season together. Um, you know, when a, a coach has come I, again, 20 wins isn't some magical number that makes Wyoming basketball great. We know we want to do a lot better than 20 wins. Am I correct on that? Um, so, yeah. The 20 wins the first two years isn't something that re the CBI tournament was a nice little run that I wish they would have built off of. They didn't build off it as well as they should have last year. Uh, but, um, you know, at Wyoming, you're not going to can a coach. Uh, he's won back to back 20 win seasons approximately and then ran into the situation that he ran in this year with. I've never seen so many injuries and attrition hit a team so early in the season and to be able to try to build this team back up now it did help to get Jake back but they're still missing three or four rotation guys they were kind of expecting to to play this year that were really could have helped with experience so it's taken a, almost a full conference play just to get this team into some kind of mold and focus uh, to be where they're at so at this point it, it, to me you keep him for next year but we've got to see a big jump in 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 the standings and a big jump and and how many games we win in the conference conference play is really where I, I guy you know I judge coach is how they're doing during the conference play so no I agree with a lot of what you just said there I mean there's definitely and that's kind of one of the you know I can definitely see both sides of the argument there's a lot of things I can too of, yeah I actually but, can see both sides of the equation I, I understand where both people or fans are thinking the fans are supporting him. The fans are against him. I see both points of view really well. Not trying to walk the line here uh, because I am frustrated with the history of this program last 16, some years. It just hasn't been anywhere near where I want. I wish it would be when I walked out of the Thomas and Mack center in 2003, uh, when the program or 2002, we made the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, this program is not even close to being where I had, vision and I hoped it to be that we sit here in the year 2019. So I'm going to need a percentage. So you're, would I, would it be safe to say you're 70, 30, keep him? Or you're 70, 75, 25. Uh, Cause I'm not, I can't say I'm completely bought into Edwards yet as sure, a coach, I but I think we got to give him that four year window. I think all coaches at Wyoming, unless you do a Vic Coning or a Heath Schroyer type, situation uh, you need to have uh, you know you got to give our coaches here at Wyoming four years uh, to get get some grind going so all right well let's uh we could talk about Edwards all day but let's we better get going here um so we play New Mexico on Wednesday I believe it's 2 30 mountain time it'd be 1 30 Vegas time uh Wyoming's the seven that's Wyoming's the seven seed Wyoming's the 10 seed. New Mexico's the 7 seed. What do we expect in this one? Clay, just give me a quick minute. I mean, you know, I mean, we got to 
We got about five minutes here, and then we got to go. But well, I just hope that we can continue to play that up tempo. Obviously, it worked against New Mexico this time. They're going to make some adjustments on us, but we definitely have to figure out a way to to slow them down a little bit. And uh, but we got to have our guys are going to have to show up, and we're going to have to continue to get scoring from James and some of those other guys. We're going to have to have three, four guys up in double figures, keep our turnovers down, get that uh, assist. Uh, turnover ratio better and we're gonna have to rebound the ball and maybe we can make an adjustment where we can cut that down a little bit and be better on the rebounding side well the thing that scares me and we've kind of mentioned when we we're talking about the new mexico game is i think their recipe for success is more repeatable than ours correct because the rebounding i mean they've got the guys we don't got the guys i mean they're one of the better rebounding teams we're obviously one of the worst now, in the game at home, we shot well. 51% from the field, 40% from three. Shot great from the free throw line. We're playing at the Thomas and Mac. You know, we don't necessarily always play great there. Although, in 2015, we did. Yeah. Uh, so, like, God, if, if we can't limit them on the boards, we're going to have a tough time winning. Uh, is that kind of what you're thinking there, Ian? Yeah, I think both you guys nailed it pretty well. I, I think the key is to mitigate those rebounds somehow. That is really one area that just – really sticks out watching that game live and just seeing New Mexico's uh, physicality and their length inside and that Brad guy you got to remember he started his career off at Kansas so this guy has some pretty yeah, good talent true. exactly so he it looks like a mis mismatch for us so we're gonna have to find a way to get it done we're gonna have to play with a lot of energy we're gonna have to shoot the basketball well um, keep the turnovers low uh, as we did I think we did pretty well with New Mexico and San Jose State turnovers those games keep that turnover margin cut in that area but we're gonna have to shoot the basketball well and we need hunter thompson shooting the ball with confidence we're gonna need jake hendrick shooting the ball with confidence um it's gonna have to be a team effort and we're gonna have to come with our best game of the season against them and if you do that you might you'll have a shot a game concerns me a little bit i was kind of hoping that it was either going to be a csu or air force matchup for wyoming i just think we match up with those teams a little bit better even though air force has beaten us twice i i kind of felt like if we get air force a third time we'd have a chance to maybe knock them off so this new mexico team was probably my out of those three teams the team i didn't want to play because i just think they have upside if this team comes out and plays they proved it when they whipped nevada and albuquerque it's not game's not going to be in the pit but it's still this team does have some capability to uh explode and if they're knocking some shots down they're gonna be really difficult to beat so we'll keep our fingers crossed for wednesday yeah i i think i disagree with you there i think i was kind of hoping we play new mexico just for the fact that and not to say that you were wrong and why you didn't want us but I don't want to lose to PSU again. So I was just like, don't play them. You can't lose to them. So that's that. And then Air Force has kind of had our number. They've beaten us twice. So I did kind of feel like we did match up better with New Mexico. So, but like, I, yeah, it's going to be hard for us because, you know, we all usually don't shoot as get away from home and there they can, you know, probably beat us on the boards just as much as they did. So, well, they did beat us. On there's the no boards. way we can win play. There's no way. Right. We got to keep that. <laughs> Keep that same demeanor we had last week. It worked for us. Ian, if you're going to get with the program here, there is no way we win this game. There's just no way. Okay, no way. that's, no that's right. 
yeah, we do that, we'll probably win. So, yeah, I, I you bring a great point up. And, again, they beat us in the boards pretty good in Laramie last night, and we still won the basketball game. But So that's that's a good way of looking at it. Um, and I hope you're right. I hope you're right that th- that is the better matchup. I could very well be wrong about this. And, um, and the Cowboys uh, are playing better basketball right now. They're starting to gain confidence. Um, they're, they're definitely playing better than they did a few weeks back or a month ago. So they are going into that tournament with a little bit of momentum right now. And maybe they have confidence now that they beat New Mexico. That can do a lot mentally for a basketball team too. So Yeah, yeah, we definitely have momentum. But Clay's right. We just got no chance. Just no chance. All right, well, we better wrap it up here. I think our producer, he's ready to go eat some dinner. Um, so next week, obviously Mountain West Tournament. I'm not sure when we'll get our next podcast out. Me and Ian might both be in Vegas. If we win a game, we might do a podcast. We might wait to do a podcast after the whole thing. So just kind of we'll keep you posted. We'll, when, it, when the podcast pops up, it pops up, I guess. I don't know. We'll just have to play by ear, but. All right, well, that wraps up this edition of Random Thoughts on Wyoming Cowboy Basketball. And as always, go Pokes. Random thoughts on Wyoming basketball with your host, Mark Overman and Clay Cates. And special guest appearance by Ian McMacken, publisher of Go IO Go. Random Thoughts on Wyoming Basketball is a production of Jackalope Ridge Media, LLC. Our thanks to the University of Wyoming and Learfield Sports for their cooperation and assistance. All rights reserved.